Welcome back to Talking in Stations. I'm your host, Rain, and I'm joined by Nick and Varian. So Nick is our engineer. He'll be in the background. Ideally, his mic does work, and I believe his camera does as well. So he may be joining us, just like my cat. And then Varian is actually a Spectre Fleet FC. I think some of you may know him from the World Tour in 2019. I believe he was also a, a host there. Varian, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Varian Stoneshard. So yeah, I run Spectre Fleet together with Odyssey. We just do PvP fleets that are open to everybody and blow things up. Nice. Okay. So I had gotten an Eve mail, I believe it was last week, a couple weeks ago, and they were asking me if I was going to talk about the stuff Spectre Fleet was involved in. And of course, I obviously was not aware of what Spectre Fleet's involved in besides you guys doing your MPSI fleets. So I'm not sure if you can, if you know what this individual is talking about. I believe he mentioned, I want yes. to say the system Abazon, if I'm saying that yes. right. Correct. So normally we kind of go wherever we want and, and kind of spread all over EVE with our fleets, but there's always a couple of systems that have a lot of content that are close to trade hubs that are more interesting. And recently we started getting more and more interested in Amazon because there's a lot of traffic going through there between Jita and Amar. Uh, we occasionally camp there, occasionally fights happen. And at some point we're like, all right, we're getting a lot of content here. Let's see if we can if we can spice things up. So we just started shooting random structures. Be like, all right, let's just see. Does somebody defend this? Do, do people actually care? One thing led to another. Now we have a Fortisar in here, and we're doing hundred man battleships fights over structures because why not? So that kicked off a a while ago and got very spicy when Nisor Cartel and Shadow Cartel started anchoring structures just to to get us to form a big fleet. And uh, yeah, just today we had another. Uh, 130 man fleet fighting Nisor Cartel, Shadow Cartel snuffed out for a pretty spicy fight. So, whose structures did you bash initially? Was it the Shadow Cartel and friends, or were they someone completely unrelated? Uh, the first one I think we went with was one of the. They're technically part of Shadow Cartel, but it's a kind of a mixed gang. Honestly, Losic politics is weird because it's a lot of Chinese time zone gangs that do their own sort of separate thing. They, they, they run their own little gate camps, and we just started, all right, you know, let's just shoot the structure, see what happens. And uh, that led to one thing where they started, all right, you know, they got their, their whole alliance involved and a lot of our friends from the same time zone. Alrighty, so you started out just bashing random people, and then they called in their older friends or their bigger friends, and now... Now you yeah. kind of have like this endless content for you. Yeah, now they're literally putting down their own structure just to, to, to cause timers. They put down a Raitaru, which is, yeah, obviously nobody cares about a Raitaru in Amazon, but it's just a way to get a fight. And uh, we're, we've been having some pretty big battleship capital brawls. So is the goal of these fights just to fight, or do you guys actually defend the structures then? Well, we own our own structures in here now, just because obviously that makes it a lot easier to stage our fights from here. But yeah, the main goal is always just the content. If all of our structures go down, it's no big deal. We'll just put new ones up and keep fighting. All right, that's wild. I did not, I did not realize. So, do you guys only focus on Abazon, or do you guys focus on other places as well? Like, do you go around different parts of Losec or Nullsec to do this? Yeah, so it depends per FC. We have a bunch of FCs that just do whatever fleet they feel like. So, I've largely been focusing Abazon lately, but before that, we would quite often go to Brave for big fights, or honestly, we we just kind of go wherever somebody wants to do. Be it Nullsec fleets, be it bomber fleets, be it just like random frigate roams, be it big battleship fleets. You know, it's uh, it's whatever people are in the mood for. Alrighty. And so I know Spectre Fleet's MPSI. Can you kind of delve into what MPSI is and how folks can get involved in Spectre Fleet? Yeah, so the main idea of MPSI, what it stands for, is not purple shoot it. So the whole idea of that being, hey, it doesn't matter who you're from, where you're with. You can just join our fleets and we'll just go out in a fleet together and go blow some things up and have a little bit of fun. So the idea with our fleets is just we list fleets whenever an FC feels like, hey, I want to take out this doctrine and go fight these guys. And if people are interested, they just join fleet. So is there, how do, how do people join this? Is there an in-game chat channel or a Discord? Yeah, or so the easiest way to find us is in our in-game chat channel, which is SF space Spectre space fleet. And in there is our Discord and everything. But pretty much all of the information is easiest to find in there. That will always show what our next upcoming fleets is. Alrighty, awesome. And then we have a question in chat. Are you guys letting haulers through Abazon? We try not to, but it's always complicated. The, the cloaky haulers are pretty hard to get. Do I, I'm assuming you don't let haulers through just because it's content, or is there like some strategic reason? 
We like to blow them up. There's juicy stuff inside there. Alrighty, I figured. I like I like my loot pinatas. Alrighty, and so beyond, I would say what's been happening in low sec. What have you guys like? What has Spectre been doing? I would say the past year. I know we're ta- we've talked a lot about at least on this channel about wars in the north, wars in the south, and whatnot. Does Spectre get involved in those at all? We tend to not really get involved with the wars because the, the content that generates from most wars isn't quite really the same content that we're looking for. Like, we're not most likely to show up with, like, a Munin fleet and join a fray. So, for example, before the war between Brave and Frat kicked off, we would very often just take our fleets to Brave and then see what they formed in response and just get, you know, just fights for the sake of fun. Is, is more of our thing. We don't really tend to care about what wars are going on. It's just which groups give us fun fights, and we'll just go there and see what's up. I, I take it that you know, prior to going out on one of these NPSI fleets, <clears throat> there are certain ship requirements you want folk in. Yeah. So on our website and in, in our in-game channels, it will always show, hey, this fleet or this FC is taking out this fleet with this doctrine and going to likely nullsec or lowsec. So on our website, you can easily see, all right, these and these and these ships is what we're going to be taking out. But even if you can't fly those ships, RFCs will always help you find a, a suitable replacement. Now, are these, I'm always curious, because a lot of the, I've had a number of newer players ask about that, where what kind of ISK investment for that first couple of ships are they looking at? Honestly, almost nothing. If you can't fly any of the big expensive stuff, you know, a tackle frigate's always welcome. It's, it's, there's no harm in it. So uh, if you have literally a million isk you can uh, to buy a rifter with or something, you can you can join the fleet. And even if you don't have a million isk, somebody will probably give you a million isk to get a rifter and join the fleet. So is there is there money making potential when joining Spectre Fleet? I'm assuming you guys have to pay for those like those structures in some way, shape, or form. So generally speaking, if we get like any really shiny loot, it will go towards our uh, our setup, so we can SRP the fleets and. Uh, set up that whole organization but generally like any t2 loot or or just cheaper stuff is free for the people and fleet to pick up and keep so wait you guys actually have srp for yes we actually do manage to run srp it's it's very odd enough but sometimes we get some very nice juicy kills so that will help but generally speaking i fund a lot of the srp out of my own personal wallet and uh, yeah, but I mean, especially when we have a lot of new players joining us, and uh, obviously, our since we are public fleets, we're we're not going to pretend that we're the most elite people. So being able to SRP is just always good for everybody. It, it helps a lot of the new bros be willing to take a bigger ship out and join the fun. Yeah, no, that's impressive. I did not realize you guys had SRP or like that was even feasible. Yeah, we get by on the occasional random loot. We have a couple of people that are also really awesome, just donate us money that we can use to keep it running. So even the big battleship fleets that we do are fully SRP'd. Nice. That's a, is it T1 battleships, or do you guys go on, like, Marauder fleets? <laughs> we, we would love to scale up to, to the size of, like, doing, like, Leshek and Marauder fleets. I would personally love to do that, but it's it's... It's a tricky balance between, all right, do we have enough people with our public fleet that actually have the skills for this? Because, I mean, yeah, we're not a structured alliance. I can't just say, hey, this is the doctrine that we're using now forever and, uh, and just tell people to train into that. So there is occasionally shinier stuff involved and definitely the support ships. Like we still have command ships and Lokis and stuff like that for our support line. But going all the way up to Marauders, now nah, we, we usually stick the battleships to like cheaper stuff just to, to make it a little bit more accessible find a good middle ground of how expensive it is and how easy it is to, to get into. Well, no, that makes sense. I figure every all these other like big orgs, or I've seen a lot of big orgs, either fly marauders or complain about marauders. So I don't know if you guys partook in that. I, I would love to. We've definitely been fighting them. You know, Shadow Cartel does their own like Leshak stuff as well and, and stuff like that. And I would we're definitely interested in seeing like with these fights, especially close to Jita, if we can start scaling up into those kind of ships. But at the moment, it's mostly just... Uh, yeah, just the T1 battleships. It's just a nice middle ground of how easy it is to get into. Nice, nice. I noticed we have a lot of new faces in chat. I'm assuming you pinged out the stream to all your friends. Yeah, obviously I immediately threw it out in our Discord as well. Nice, okay. So Wanted was... to make sure that everybody could see how much I'd be embarrassing myself here. No, you're doing fine. I mean, unless, <laughs> unless what you're saying is false, and that's kind of weird. But I don't. everything I know of Spectre Fleet, I've flown with Spectre Fleet like years ago when I first started streaming, and they were a really good group to kind of learn how to fly and to learn how to lodge anchor and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, we're very used to just having new people join our fleet, so it's it's very standard for us to make sure that our, our new people know what they're supposed to be doing. 
And especially since, you know, a lot of our newer FCs, our FCs are also sometimes just brand new players. So sometimes you have FCs just taking out little frigate fleets and that's a good way for everybody to start to figure out what they're supposed to be doing. All right. So you guys, not only are you like a stepping, what do you call it, like a stepping stone or building blocks for new players in general, but also for FCs. So if I wanted to learn how to FC and I'm kind of bad at flying in the game, I could do it through Spectre Fleet. Yeah. All of our FCs are basically people that were just interested in FCing at some point. Some people have previous experience, some people have no previous experience, but, you know. Alrighty. I, uh, I will say that FCing for, for Spectre Fleet is a bit of a, a trial by fire. We, we, don't, we don't have, like, a rigorous training program for you to figure out how you're supposed to be doing. We just kind of let people go free and figure it out along the way and give them the support that they need, in that sense. That is half the fun, going out there, get your brain, brain speed in a couple of times in cheap fleets, and then picking up okay what did i do wrong how do i do it better but that's awesome yeah no i mean for for one of my first fleets when i was brand new with spectre fleet myself one thing led to another the fc that was like actually backseating me had to go and i got 150 bombers and recons pipe bombed so you know there's there's you can definitely start out rough but the you know that way at least you'll learn what went wrong and do it better the next time and now I know that I shouldn't gate bombers and recons anymore. <laughs> a very in a... Yeah, that sounds like that backfired. But no, that's super interesting. We're getting a request in chat from Fun Inc. to tell us about the pipe bomb fleet. Do you have a bigger story there, or was it just you got pipe bomb? So one of my very first like big fleets was a, a combined fleet with Riot Rick, who at the time was a famous blob for Spectre Fleet, and he sadly had to go, so I was suddenly left with, alright, I have a Phoenix to bait things with. They're not interested in it, so let's just start gating this to the, the headquarters of Providence way back when. So I think we were gating it to YTechM. And along the way, Provi was smarter than I, so set up a bubble on the outgate and just basically ended up pipe-bombing all of our bombers because we were just gating them like an idiot. So uh, I wish I, I would wish uh, I'd love to say that there was more to it than that, but we were just not doing things a very smart way because I was just like left with a, a big fleet with no idea what I was supposed to be doing. I think it's even more wholesome that everyone just trusted your judgment and no one was like, "Hey, FC, why are we gating?" Or something. Uh, like that. I'm sure they were wondering that in the back of their minds, but yeah, Spectre Fleet, you know, there's a, there's a lot of room for people to 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 figure things out by doing it. Trial and error. I got a question from one of the folks that just kind of DM'd me on the side was curious if you ever took those 15-person filaments and jump a small group out into Null that way. Yeah, definitely. We have fleets from all sizes. Like, I did a 130-man fleet earlier today, and we have fleets with just, like, 20 people. There's definitely a couple people that just do filament fleets. I think Ted did a couple previous month. But yeah, that's, that's definitely something we do as well. It's just whoever feels like doing specific kind of fleet. Sometimes we just have people list like, hey, let's go filamenting and just limit a fleet to 25 and take a filament, see where they end up. I did it with a couple of my own fleets as well when a couple of people already left fleet and it was late at night. You know, you, have, you still got 20 people left in fleet. Just uh, grab random stuff, filament them and get something going. So when you guys go out and do something, whether it's like filaments or just gating, do you guys always have the goal of trying to make it home? Like, do you guys stage from... It's nice if we can get home. <laughs> I'll put it that way. But that I, I, it depends on what we're doing. If we're taking out like more advanced stuff, uh, you know, T two hulls, assault frigates, or beat whatever, or like an actual cruiser fleet. Yeah, obviously, if we can make it home, we'll definitely do it. But if we can die in a glorious fight, then that's usually the preferred option. And so, as home, I was, I should have asked this earlier. Home's considered Jita, right? You guys all stage on a Jita. A large chunk of our fleets will form in Jita and then just head out somewhere to group up. So yeah, at the moment, Jita or Abazon, which is only four jumps away, where we're doing a lot of the bigger fights, is where a lot of people just live out of. Some people just live out in Null with their friends and just jump clone over to Jita when they want to join a fleet. Yeah, I gotcha. And I think you guys, I think if I remember correctly, this might be old, old knowledge, but do you guys stage kind of near a low sec for people who have criminal timers and stuff? Usually we'll, we'll tell people like, hey, you can start heading over here if you have criminal issues or, uh, or war decks or stuff like that. So they'll just yeah. be given like an advanced staging for the fleet to group up at. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I, w I was thinking about that, like with sex status of people. like Yeah, no, a lot of us, especially now that we're doing stuff in Amazon a lot, a lot of us are living the pirate lifestyle. Nice. I have 
I've made or I've cost people more than anything, more than ships in Amazon. I think I've cost people security tags by far the most, just to to build their sex status back up. Yeah, it's got to be I have SRP. Where, what is it? SRP tags? So they can do it. Whoever's selling those tags in Jen is making a lot of money off of Spectre Fleet. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. So I'm looking at the map. Oh yeah, because you guys, so Spectre Fleet's also a corp slash alliance too, right? That's mostly a placeholder corp. Right now, it's just being used for the alliance tournament and for the structures, for example. Oh yeah, the alliance tournament. You guys, you guys are partaking there. Yeah, yeah. I've been running team for or a team for tournaments with Spectre Fleet since a couple of years ago. So for every alliance tournament and the anger games, we've been participating. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you guys doing the trials, or did you manage to make it through the silent auction? No, we. We decided just to, to weigh off with how much it cost last year to get through. Perspectively, it was just not quite worth the amount of money invested. Nice. Alrighty. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing, going through the trials as well. That's always fun, though, because then you at least can get some practice in. And then if you have new faces, they, it's easier, I feel like, to learn through the trials or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, the way my co-captain put it. If you can't make your way through the trials, you, you weren't going to make your way through the tournament anyway. Yeah, for sure. That's exciting, though. I remember Spectre Fleet. It was always interesting because it's like, like Spectre Fleet itself is an MPSI group, so it's kind of hard to imagine what the alliance is like, especially for the tournament. But now that they have the mercenary role, you can have all your friends who aren't in the alliance join and whatnot. Yeah, and it's it's also because we just have random people joining the team as well as our fleets. It's uh, you never quite know what you're gonna get with the tournament team, so it, it varies definitely a little bit year by year. I'm very happy. This is the first time I actually have a co-captain helping me out doing things, so it's actually getting organized properly this time, which is very nice. It's uh, definitely yeah. a change of pace. Yeah, tournaments are stressful. I do not blame you for wanting more help with that. Yeah, and I mean, we're immediately scaling it to, to just doing more practice than we usually would as well, so definitely just having somebody to help out with the organization has uh, been a, a very nice thing. Nice. And I... I don't think CCP has brackets out, so you don't really know who you're facing in October. No, yet, not yet. Trials. Not yet, no. Alrighty. Are there any teams that you definitely don't want to face? I mean, I remember some of the teams from the Agger games that did incredibly well when nobody expected them to, and there's just some teams that we practice against that I know know how to kick our ass, so I... If I, if I had to choose there's certainly some teams I would love to come across. It would be very fun if we come across stuff in the in the uh, in the theaters again. That would be very interesting because they kicked us out last year and then we kicked them out in the anger games. So uh, that would be a third time trial to see and see who makes it through. Nice. So rivalry from from a little bit. Uh, it's fun as well because we we obviously stuff and respectively have a little bit of rivalry in in TQ as well. We fight each other quite a lot and they usually. They usually drop us with big stuff, and then we try to just, like, ninja kill some of their big stuff, yada, yada, yada. So fighting them on the tournament side as well is, has been very enjoyable. Nice. Well, hopefully, hopefully CCP can do a bracket that maybe has you guys, like, meet up and settle that beef or something. That would be cool. I can only hope. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure how CCP... I have no idea how CCP does it on the back end. I'm not privy to that information, but I... I'm anticipating the schedules coming out, so that way I can start seeing all the smack talk. It'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. And so for those in chat who aren't aware, so the Alliance Tournament, I think they had roster lock or something where, like, if you're no longer in that Alliance, then you can't participate with that team. And then they also came out with the teams that made it through the silent auction, as well as the teams that will be participating in the trials. So trials are in October, actual Alliance Tournament's in November. So that should be coming up. I don't know. Nick, do you have questions for Virian? Thoughts? No, not at this time. I'm I'm a bit out of questions unless we want to talk about Spectre Fleet history. So it's up to you, Virian. I am do you curious wanna... where Spectre Fleet started out, how that started. That's just a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, so this goes back way before even I was playing Eve. Oh, I should I should almost have to poke a character for this because he knows it better than I do. But this started way back with I think it was Agony Unleashed. If I say this wrong, Chaos is going to hate me. I think it was Agony Unleashed that first started doing public fleets where they're inviting people into their fleets and, and kind of that. Like, the, the, that was conceptually like the start of MPSI. Eventually, Red versus Blue 
became the the large name that was doing these public fleets. They had their at first monthly and then weekly event named RVB Gang. And then Spectre Fleet formed from some people that kind of split off. And a lot of the time, a lot of these groups were kind of running together and doing the same thing. It was only after a couple years later that they really started separating into their own entities and Bombers Bar became their own thing. Spectre Fleet became their own thing. And we now still continue the the tradition of a weekly ganked fleet, which is it, it sounds like, oh, hey, we're going to go ganking, but this is just a nickname for the big fleet of the week on Saturday evening. And that now dates back over 11 years. That's a long time. I remember Spectre Fleet when I joined. That was still like yeah, well before my time. Just over a year ago, ago now, we did a Spectre Fleet or ganked 500. So the first few being monthly and then starting weekly, that was roughly... 10 years since the origin of RVB ganked. Now we're just over 11 years. We're already looking at, what is it now? Next week's ganked would be, let me check the website real quick. Yeah, so next week's ganked would already be ganked 567. So 567 weeks slash months of PvP, or public PvP history. Holy cow, that's insane. And I've, I feel like that entire time too, right? You have all these orgs that have what is it? They have like a history and it's always filled with politics and turmoil. But I feel like Spectre Fleet is just, hey, we have these people who are leading. They leave for real life and then someone else steps in. Is that kind of like the routine? Yeah, definitely. We we had a couple of different people in the leadership team way back when. When I started, it was with Dizup and Morafia. They've just moved on with real life, done their own thing for the last couple of years now or the last two years i think i've been running it and eventually odyssey stepped in to help me out and she's been absolutely amazing to do it with and i don't see myself quitting anytime until the servers die nice that's awesome i'm watching nick to see if he has any questions Alrighty, nick you asked the question about the history you have no follow-up nope not at this time honestly if you if you really want to know the full rundown i would say poke chaokte from funink he he knows all this stuff way better than I do. He's he's been posting in chat. I don't know if you can. Yeah, see yeah, yeah. But he did yeah, the. He, uh, he had a whole presentation on Fanfest as well. I'm sure he has a. Oh yeah, he's linked it as well. Yeah, he linked the the YouTube link for his presentation that he did at Fanfest, which has a, a much better rundown of the entire history. Yeah, no, that's good. He, he was actually there for it. I only started playing like ten years ago, so. He gave you credit too, by the way. Apparently, you got all the <laughs> points right. I was listening. I was listening, despite the fact that Keakte was also, you know, feeding me beers up till like 3 a.m. Good yeah, times. That's, that's how FanFest goes. Uh, for sure. Yeah, it was amazing. Alrighty, I don't know. Confirm he was hungover too. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. All right, we have a request in chat to touch base on SRP policies, new bro expectations, etc. I know we talked a little bit about SRP, but is there something we're not covering? I think the only thing I can ever really specify other than that is we basically our special SRP is done in two ways where we have a couple of FCs that just do their own SRP. Some FCs just that hunt a lot of ratters, for example, they make enough money off of the loot to just do their own SRP policy. And for a lot of our newer FCs or FCs that don't tend to get a lot of loot from their fleets, there's also just a, the Spectre Fleet SRP program. I'm I, I'm going to have to mention this. It sounds stupid, but I'm still very proud of it. I managed to name our SRP program MPSI, New Player Ship Investment. So proud of that one. <laughs> Just oh because of the gosh. stupid nickname. I know, oh, I know it's awesome. stupid, but I love it. But yeah, so for any of the FCs that don't have the means to do their own SRP policy, we just have a Spectrefleet organized one where they can uh, just let me know what they SRP, then I pay them back. Their second um, half of the MSU's question is, on new bro expectations and i would assume and obviously you can need you to elaborate basically you want them to show up hopefully fly something that's helpful and have a good time that's the gist of it yeah generally speaking as long as they're in as long as they can join discord and you know ask questions to the fc we can help them get sorted if they're if they can fly a ship from the doctrine great if they can't we'll, we'll help them set up with something that's you know still useful for the fleet and, and easy to fly but if they can bring a ship and they can communicate, congratulations, they can now PvP with us. 
Do you do you take all levels of new bros? Is this like somebody who barely know like they don't know where yep, the line button we, is? We we've had people who have trouble warping gate to gate and yes, occasionally sometimes they may get left behind a little bit. It, it's obviously we have to find a balance where you know, if there's 50 people in fleet and we're going somewhere, we can't always wait for that one straggler, but we will try and do our best to, to try and get them to be able to keep up with the fleet and be useful. Nice, okay. I'm laughing about the straggler because, boy, I remember that being me <laughs> for a many the, years. We, generally speaking, if it gets to that point, we will usually just ask somebody in fleet to start a private message with this guy so they can just kind of, quote-unquote, babysit them, if, if that's a polite way to call it. Just so yeah. they have somebody to hang on to and ask questions. And that, I was going to say, because you guys do all your comms in Discord, but Discord doesn't allow for like sub channels, right? No, it doesn't. So usually the easiest way at that point is just to, to start a private chat with somebody that can help them out. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, if you could do like sub channels of like, hey, let me talk to you and then you can still hear the FC, it'd be easy. It's, I think it's one of the requested features on Discord already. That would be very nice if you could do that, but yeah. Yeah. There are there is a couple of RFCs who prefer to use Mumble for that reason as well. Do you guys have a Spectrefleet Mumble, or is it just they're using a personal Mumble? Yeah, we have a we have a Mumble that we use as a, a, a backup if Discord has issues, or for the couple of FCs that just prefer to use it. I got you. Yeah, I don't know how much I would trust Discord's n new and innovative stuff because of how clunky they are with most things. It, it occasionally breaks, but I mean, we've made it hold up even when we had a 450-man fleet all on Discord. So it, it can hold up. It's just occasionally it has a little bit of jank. Yeah. And Funnings giving a shout-out to Grey Gal's new bro roams. And I know she does. So she... Yeah, for sure. Grey Gal is amazing. She's a wonderful lady. She's been doing very much new bro fleet or focused fleets. So for yeah, sure, I can vouch for that as well. Yeah, I was going to say, hers are really focused on brand new bros. Like, your, I know Spectre Fleet has, like, anyone from kind of new to, like, veteran. But Grey yeah. Gals is like, hey, we're going to undock, and I'm going to teach you how to warp around and anchor and whatever. So hers are, like, super new bros. Grey Ball, or Grey Gals is definitely 100% the entry level. If you, if you don't know what you're doing, I would 100% try and join those fleets. Yeah. Oh, also, Kishal Adderon. I think she ran for CSM this last year, but they do them through... Fun Inc. too. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I do have to give a shout out to friends at Fun Inc. They also have a, a calendar, but they list a lot of the other people or other communities' fleets. So they'll list Bombers Bar fleets, they'll list Grey Gulls fleets, they'll list pretty much every public community in EVE of size is on their gallery. Nice. Okay. It sounds like the MPSI community is like really close knit and like wholesome. For sure. Yeah. No. I mean, we all kind of just have the same goal of just blowing things up and having fun, so uh, we usually cooperate in that end quite a bit. Do you guys ever have, what is it, so like, if if other NPSI groups are going out and Spectrefleet is going out, do you guys team up, or do, would you rather, like, fight each other? We don't often team up, because we generally, like, if we have two fleets going out at the same time, the, the odds of those fleets going to the same space and, and having the same kind of goal in mind is, that that's not super likely. But there's definitely been cases where Kayakte will message me and be like, oh, hey, I have something tackled over here. Can your fleet come, come over and help us out and stuff like that? And we've had cooperated ops with Bombers Bar. Will They will set up a bunch of bombers on a bridge somewhere and Spectre Fleet will try and go out and bait something or get something tackled, stuff like that. So Nice, that's awesome. Alrighty, I think that was all of my questions slash line of thoughts. I don't know, Nick, if you had anything? Nope, Nick's good. Alrighty. Virian, this is your time. This is your shout-out. Is there anything we didn't touch on that you wanted to talk about, or anyone you want to give a shout-out to? This is a great time for me to be scatterbrained. I think, honestly, that we've kind of gone over everything that I'd like to say. I've already done my shout-out for, for Funink, who are absolutely lovely people, and I've kind of given the whole rundown on Spectrofleet, so I don't think I really have anything else. Alrighty. I'm probably going to forget something and regret it in like five minutes from now, but that's just how it'd be. Well, you can stay. We're, yeah. I was just going to segue topics to the gank versus grief discussion that Nick and I, that Nick wanted to have. You can definitely stay for that if you want, or if you sure. need to leave, you can you can leave. Whatever, it's your call. No, I have uh, I have nothing better to do. Uh, yeah, Alrighty. definitely. So like there is there's been a lot of hot topics this week, particularly around ganking and what is considered like is ganking okay, what constitutes as harassment via ganking, etc. And I know Nick is a high sec care bear, but in his heart. And so he definitely has a lot of strong feelings about this. I probably introduced that wrong, but I know Nick had an opinion. 
And so he wanted to kind of talk and expand on this and his experiences. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the horrible introduction. All right. Now we can't hear you. Are you serious? Okay. Now we can. Okay. Now we hear you. All right. First of all, wanted to dispel the rumor that I'm a nasty high sec care bear. I am a material acquisition specialist. Get that right. And Alrighty. please do tell what does a material acquisition specialist do? I mine a lot. <laughs> but what I wanted to go over is there's, you know, recently, obviously, there with the hateless thing, and I'm not going to go into that. You are welcome to go check out his YouTube thing where he's like, I'm going to stop streaming for a little bit here on Eve and had to do with grief. And what I'm more into is grief versus gank. All right. I don't get ganked very often. And if you look at history of it, unless you just don't, A, don't know any better, or B, make a mistake, it's pretty hard to gank somebody. But some of these gank groups out there are A, clever, really well organized, and they pick targets. And I'm gonna give you an example. Today happens to be, what is today? The 4th of September. So today's my 15th year anniversary playing Eve on my Nick character. I've got other ones that are a little older, but I actually got ganked Monday and purely because I got greedy. I, I was out there being a greedy, dirty miner and ignored every warning sign that came into system. I see the dude, he's on my orange list, which means he's a known scout for one of the gank groups. And not only, you know, and he warps to my, the moon I was mining. Okay. Naturally, I'm down to four rocks left on this moon. So I'm like, I can get these last four rocks before they can organize a gank. <laughs> okay. Didn't quite work out nicely for me. What he was able to do, and this is really well done, is obviously pulled in, did a ship scan picked the only Mackinac I had that had ore strip miners on it, checked the tank, and I've done it many a times when I build them. I'm like, it's going to take five to seven catalysts to pop this before Concord can show up in a 0.5 because I've got 18, 19 seconds. I might be able to, I should be able to hold up. Well, they brought six and they dropped, hit that one target, and the guy who was the scout never shot a thing, but scooped the loot immediately. One of the two or strip miners dropped and bang. So they just paid for themselves 250 mil module on that for five, six catalysts. Not a bad payday. I got to tell you the group because I, I laughed. Their corp name was corp name insert here. And I freaking loved that. And they're out of the Nov Novus Ordo Alliance which, you know, I had read, should have seen him come into system, but I was too busy scooping ore instead of looking left and right. So, you know, they got me. They did a good job. They ain't getting me again anytime soon. But it's funny you say that the, the way that you got you is why you ignored all the warning signs, because a lot of the time when it comes down to, like, camps and low sec or stuff like that as well, it's, it's very much the same story where the people that know what they're doing, we almost never catch. They'll know how to cloak microwarp drive. They'll know what systems to avoid. They'll know how to use pings and stuff like that. It's usually just the people that are lazy or not paying attention that we catch. Oh, yeah. And this is, you know, I was paying attention, but I dismissed it because I was so close to finishing up. It was that they can't get me before I'm done. Now, the reason this was a class gank, and I wish I would have jotted down some of the names other than there was one of them was a Calardi citizen with whatever name. Then there was a Glente citizen, whatever name. Okay, no big deal. But there was no smack talk. After the gank, you know, I put in local. Hey, you got me that time. He's like, yep, posted the kill mail. Good fight. And they moved on. There was none of this, you know, back and forth trash talk. Just trash. So they were, they were a class act. I got to give them that. Which I have to say... The vast majority of the gankers I've talked with, you know, especially the high sec ones, they're after a specific thing. If you pull up Nova Ordus's or Novus Ordo's killboard, they go after exhumers and orcas. 
That's not an easy task in high sec overall, but they do it and they do it well. So I got to tip the hat to them, but this time, damn it. <laughs> so how many times have you been ganked then, Nick? Do you know offhand? Like, is it in, few and far in, between with how you play? Between all of my characters, the total is five in 15 years. Well, that's not bad at all. Holy cow. That's a better yeah. track record than I have, and I'm a pirate. You see, these folks are legit, no offense to what you do. You're a pirate, but you're, already, you're cruising down to low and null. These guys know that they're going to get popped, and they're calculating the odds, they're calculating the potential profit. And I, gotta, I don't like it, but I got to respect it. Yeah, but that's, I think that's entirely fine. I mean, they're the people that give low sec, at least they, they still are, are high sec a, a risk versus reward factor without really being anything else. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, do I like it? Nah, not really. But does it keep me on my toes? Does it keep me at the keyboard? And the answer is yes. So folks at AFK, ah, don't care if they get popped. Doesn't bother me in the least. They can whine all they want. You know, but if you're there doing what you're supposed well, you play the way you want. But you, you, know, you roll the dice, you take your chances. Take your own calculated risk, just like they're taking their calculated risk. Yeah, there's a very good chance that when it killed you, nothing good dropped and they would have just lost a bunch of ships. Yeah, that's, look, you know, I'm kind of looking over, uh, what do you call it, chat, seeing if anybody's got questions, anything. It's a lot of people talking about their own experiences, too. Oh, yeah, I don't need, what do they say? There's two kinds of people in Eve, those who've been ganked and those who will be ganked. Because, you know, sooner or later, it's going to happen to all of us. Yeah, for sure. And then the evil side who eventually resort to ganking themselves. I've ganked I, before. Uh, it's actually kind of fun. It's quite fun. It is actually more complicated than people think as well. I, the, the, getting the actual math right and not just like wasting a bunch of isk is... Unless you're just ganking purely for the fun of like, all right, let's go blow this thing up and you don't care about the profit. It's actually quite tricky to, to really nail it in a, a profitable way. Yeah, I do. I just do the fun stuff. It's like me, maybe a couple friends and some cheap catalysts. We'll just like roam around and find a random dude mining. And it's always like, it's never like an orca. It's always like some guy AFK in adventure just sitting there. And so then we just shoot him and then we all die and then we laugh. <laughs> and then we just like have to Sometimes sit in the station. just about the explosions. Yeah. And like, like the best will say good fight. The worst, we don't say anything. Like, and then sometimes if I do it on stream, I usually SRP the person I killed, but it's always <laughs> like a ton of fun. It's interesting in chat, Val men Valmir mentions, you know, there's no punishment for gankers, really. Your sex status gets low enough, eh, it's a little hard to get in there. But I've actually seen, again, clever gankers roll an orca into system in a safe that's got catalysts in its ship maintenance bay, roll in in your pod, grab one, warp to the gank. You know, pretty clever. From from somebody who's more often spent time on the pirate side of things, the low sex status, honestly, if you know what you're doing, is not even remotely a problem. Yeah, because I, I guess, what, tags fix it, epic arcs. Well, you, you don't even tag. need to fix it with tags. You have alts for, you know, hauling and moving the things that you need to have in a certain position, and there's plenty of ways with shuttles and things to just get where you want and do your operations anyway. Even spectrally, you know, when we stage from Jita, we usually have to go for quite a bit of high sec to get to where we're going, but, you know, there's plenty of ways to get around it. Yeah, I yep. find that, like, both a positive for the game, but then also a negative, like the fact that you need multiple characters to do things, but then it allows you multiple play styles. I don't know. I feel kind of I, conflicted on it. It's certainly a, a thing to say, because, yeah, you can just circumvent all the drawbacks from being a pirate in a high sec by just having a random neutral character, which... Yeah, it enables you to do certain things, but it is also kind of cheap that you can just very easily avoid all the trouble and just move things on your alt. Yeah. I would just, this just popped into my head. This might be crazy, but the ship and cargo scanners, little T1 meta one item, 55 kilometer range, gives you a readout of what the guy's got and what he's made of. But you, the target or potential targets never know that they're being scanned. What about a mid-slot module that will at least tell you you've been scanned? Why don't they make a module that prevents scanning? I didn't say prevent, 
Well, I mean, know. those are the two options, right? Either get well, at least or tell you that you you've been scanned. That that's what I mean. That tells you you've been scanned. Doesn't prevent it, because <clears throat> I personally don't want gankers to go away, because I, I, you know, it's not my play style, but I respect it. You know. Well, you have but to admit there's know. also they they form the risk versus reward. Otherwise, people would just be sitting there in untanked ships, just min maxing efficiency, because there would be no risk. Yeah, it's like mining and under a super cap umbrella at that point. <laughs> yeah, you know, nobody would ever do that, right? Exactly. I think there is an animation, isn't there? Like, it shows, like, a little thing. Was it blue or something? Very well be, maybe, like, a similar to a SIBO kind of effect. I, t I would have... I wouldn't know, but... I don't know if the other ones will specifically have a visual effect. Most mods do, so I, I, I would assume it does. Yeah, I'm going to check it out as soon as we're done with the stream. I'm actually going to pop a couple people on and run a few tests. Go scan yourself. Hey, why not? I figure, like, that makes sense for, like, people sitting there mining, wondering if they're going to get ganked. But there's tons of stuff that happens on, like, G to Undock that I feel like haulers and stuff would be super useful to have. Like, oh, hey, I was scanned, so I should be aware, versus I wasn't scanned, so there's probably less of a risk. It's certainly a thing, because a lot of times... Well, don't quote me on this. I don't do a ton of ganking myself, but there are some people who will scan things in Jita and then just keep an eye, eye where, where are they going and tell their buddies ahead of time to yes. set up on a gate somewhere of tornadoes. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's why there are so many people on the Jita undock. It's not just for, like, oh, their AFK is just hanging out. Like, no, it's used for people to try and gank and whatnot. Just reading over some of the chat, because some of the folks in there are like, yeah, there's an animation in the sound. J1, I'll take your word for it, but I'm still going to go check it out myself because that would be something new. Like I said, I've been playing 15 years, something new to learn every day in this darn game. I think I've used a ship scanner. Is this a ship scanner that you can scan Astro houses or whatever for their fit? Yeah, and to get the reinforcement timer as well. I think. Yes. Yeah, so I've done that and I don't remember a visual or a sound. I just clicked the button and it told me things. Yeah, my question is, does the target get the noise or get a indication? That's off to Eva sound? That's a, oh, yeah, always. <laughs> the old Eve has sound. <laughs> I don't think I've had my sound on forever since, like, who knows how many years ago. I had it off for a while, and then they had at one point, many moons ago, updated some of the music, and I turned it back on. And then obviously the music went away, but I've, I've kept it on ever since. Someone had scrolled up earlier, I noticed, <clears throat> asking about Hateless quitting. Hateless is not quitting Eve. He's just not streaming right now, okay? And that's, there's a mega thread in the CCP forums, the EVE Online forums, about that that has been locked. You know, just folks going back and forth on the what's and the why's gank versus on specifically on the griefing topic and not to be crass griefing comes to me anyway comes down to don't be a dick yeah the hateless stuff is is a different conversation than what you and i were having with nick or oh, what yeah. we were having right yeah. here very different yep but yeah so i mean you can have ganking that is griefing but griefing comes independent of whatever method you are using to grief this is griefing in a way that's equivalent to what would be like harassment. This isn't griefing like, oh, you know, we're fighting a war, so therefore we're going to make it hell for these people to warp back to their staging system or whatever. And no, I think it's, it's honestly quite easy to define the difference in most cases. If you're just like relentlessly killing the same person, even if they're not dropping anything valuable or, or getting toxic in, in chat, that's a very different yes. story. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I kind of wanted to hit this myself today, even though this happened last Monday is when I first jotted it down, because, you know, got to respect how they do it. I mean, it, I, I, I do enjoy the cat and mouse I've got to play with these folk. And it's, you know, it's part of the game. Yeah, for sure. It's, what is it? It's like with cloaky camping, right? You have play and then you have counterplay. Now cloaking camping finally has counterplay and it makes it more interesting. 
Yeah, for sure. I'd say, and, and like, it's not just even just a counterplay, but it's also just enforcing that there at least is some risk versus reward in high sec. Yeah, of course, the, the risk is a lot lower still. And if you know what you're doing, there's almost none, but there needs to be some still. And yeah, ganking sure. is the, the easiest way to do it. Yeah, even though I think, like, what is it? High sec always has, like, the least rewards for, like, all types of gameplay. Like, even if you mine in high sec, it's not as great as if you mined in low sec or null sec. And then, same with, like, ratting, exploration. I think abyssals are probably the only thing that really give you some more safety. That may... can be, but there are some people who will definitely watch and see if you're doing like high level abyssals and just get ready to gank you as soon as you get spit out. So even even that has its risk. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a fairly low one from what I've been told. I don't yeah, know. true. Most people that are doing that kind of stuff won't set themselves up to do like abyssals out of Cheetah, for example, because then you're just asking for it. So I had to use my push to talk with my cat on my table, sorry. Oh, incursions, yeah, or incursions. Incursions get ganked too, usually. They're definitely a very prime target for it, because you know where they're going to be, and you know that they're going to be in expensive ships. And you usually, from what I've been told, because I, of course, wouldn't do it, it's catching them moving to the new incursion site. You catch one of those bowheads, you can, you can make some money. Uh... Yeah. It's funny that you say that, because occasionally with Abazon being so key between Mar and Jita, there's quite occasionally a incursion runner that makes the sad mistake of coming through Abazon. They usually don't make it to their target. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% familiar with how like incursion folks operate. I, they have MPSI incursion stuff now too, though. Well, the idea of incursion fleets has most largely always been by public groups, at least the high-sec ones. Yeah, they do, have, they do have some folks that are organized core-wise uh, for the high-sec incursions, but they are a lot of pickup fleets also. Right. That's actually where I started asking. Is it easier to do incursions or Spectre? Oh, yeah, incursions are so, so much easier. The thing is, they, they, they're so routine that they know exactly all right this ship this ship this ship and then this ship you know needs to be targeted they know exactly what the risks are it, it's since the sites are always the same they've just got the whole operation nailed down to to a t basically they min maxed you. the fun out of it and it turned into a an isk producer yep for sure uh, especially since the the marauder buff and abyssal mods now the high sync incursions are so much crazier now they, they actually make decent money but it's uh, very, very easy to do, honestly, and very easy to get into. But at least it gives you the idea of commanding a fleet. So it's still somewhat valuable to learn from. All right. Hey, once, once again, Spectre Fleet Channel for the folks that might want to pop in and in-game. That's SF Space Spectre Space Fleet. All right, cool. Type it in, in there, too. Type yeah. it in stream chat as well, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Ron, where did we beat me to it? Yeah, I got, I got pinged on the side going, what was that again? I'm like, I didn't write it down. Yeah, we used to just have a channel named Spectre Fleet, but sadly the original owner of that channel no longer plays Eve, and we had no way to access it anymore. <laughs> Slightly awkward. Alrighty, I think... I don't know, Nick, did you have more you want to talk about with ganking and griefing, or did you just want to share your story of how you got ganked? I wanted to kind of share the story, because I personally found it irritating, but funny. Because, you know, I broke my own rules on how I respond and what I do. Because, you know, got I, I had my material acquisition hat on and, you know, this just didn't, didn't pay attention. Now you know better. I've known better for a while. I just ignored it because I got a little bit on the greedy side. Exactly. Alrighty, well, if that's all, Virian, now that you've had some time to think, do you have any last... Yes, like? actually. So there is one thing that I would love to tell out, uh, or shout out that we're doing way over in December. So it's still a couple of months out. But on December the 17th, we are doing a absolutely massive free for all, which is sponsored by the absolute mad lad who has sponsored a lot of Spectre Fleet stuff in the past, RT Astro. And f it's basically going to be one hell of a complicated free for all where we're giving away all things up to an Alliance tournament ship. Faction Dead Space, Dreads, Carriers, Blobs, Pirate Ships, etc. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. So that's already listed on our website. And uh, 
yeah, all the way over in December or December seventeenth. Hey, awesome! Did you link the um, website? Yeah, should be able to can, post it in the chat. Check that out. And, yeah, yeah. Just doing that now. There you go. Right. Yeah, and uh, Funning has already linked the actual event itself. Pretty awesome. And we also have Sven in chat talking about it's it is GM week next week, so if you're a botter, watch out. They're doing, I believe, the Wackabot event in Uli, and then they're doing a like a BRB fleet, like a hide and seek slash scavenger hunt. So doing GMs are doing a lot of stuff this week for folks to check out. Alrighty. I don't know, Nick, did you have any final shout outs, final thoughts for the week? I am good. Alrighty. Well thank you. Thank you for joining us here. I'm talking about Spectre Fleet and all that you guys do. It sounds like a really great group and I hope I hope you get more folks involved from coming out here and promoting it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. And then thank you, chat. You guys are super chill. And thank you, Nick, for running everything. And with that, we'll send you guys off. We may have a show next weekend. I know I won't be able to do it Sunday, but we should have a show, whether it's Sunday by someone else or maybe the following Monday by me. But thank you, everyone. Have a good week.